hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the next episode of Box Office Bootleg. I'm your host, Robert. Yo, and I'm your co-host, Reggie. That's right. We got a whole sound booth now. We're just spending inexplicable amount of money. I'm taking money away from the wedding that I'm having just to be able to fund this. It is weighing on my brain in a way that is psychologically damaging. You can always do Patreon. That's true, but we Patreon can, your wedding. We <laughs> for a thousand bucks for a thousand bucks release a podcast. That's, <laughs> and it goes towards go towards the wedding cake. So and then Re- the invitation. So Reg, are you suggesting that like I just keep the Patreon going even after the wedding's done? Just to sustain <laughs> it's for the marriage. It's a Patreon to sustain the marriage. And oh man, that'd be That'd be sad. Anywho, this, For every hundred dollars, I get to stay with my wife. Oh my goodness! So, anywho, um, that got off to a weird start, but yeah. Um, for today's episode, we're actually going to talk about our namesake because we have, of course, the massive Jaguar that's coming out this weekend, Avengers Endgame, which everybody and their mother and their mother and they're even flying in people all to just watch this movie. Reg, do you got your ticket yet? Yeah, I already got my ticket. When you seen it? Seen it Friday night. Oh, oh, you are. Where at? Uh, at the. Uh, it's going to be at uh, at the Rave in downtown LA. It's a. Uh, uh, it used to be uh, Matt. Ma- yeah, it's a Regal Theater that's by the Staples Center. Oh, how did you manage to get those? Like there were still there were still seats open. It's all in the front though. That's bananas. And, like we matched the ma- like. Like at that theater, like they have like your usual multiplex, mm-hmm. and like most of the like most of the theaters are de- dedicated to Avengers. Like whatever, like whatever movie that you were hoping to see, like you might have to wait till next week because yeah. they're trying to they're trying to boost those numbers. They want that. They want that billion dollar worldwide opening, uh, which they're going to be able to pull off because everything's basically day and date. Like it's already come out in China. And has already had the biggest opening of all time, opening day of all time in China. So yeah. that that's some moolah money. But uh, moving on from that, since we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about it, what we've done, and as we said, uh, with box office bootleg, we want to talk a little bit about box office. Um, also, if any of you are in like gambling or whatever, just we're encouraging those habits. It's it's a industry that hasn't been explored, Reg. It, it really hasn't. Handicapping movies. Not just movies, movie movie box office. Like there was this one that was like box office tracks that was kind of like that. But I'm talking like actual money. We need to put actual money into this. Rich, you can bet on anything. You should see the yeah. Game of Thrones tab right now on your respective gambling online sites. Like you can be able to bet who dies in what episode, how they die, what they do, who sleeps with who. There's even like a really specific one where it's okay. like... Like, sorry, like the, about the who sleeps the who part. Like, I uh-uh. like did we ain't talking spoilers. We ain't talking spoilers. Did, did they like did somebody bet that bet that one scene? Mm, eh, I don't think that was the biggest line, is what I'll say. Because I think some people do kind of have like an inclination that maybe something would. I mean, but, I mean, she was she was like like really hint again. It's like. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll we'll do a charming little Game of Thrones recap podcast potentially. But um, be that as it may, uh, so yeah, uh, we've 
look through the movie. So this is going to be like a little cool summer preview, what we're feeling about these features. Also just discovering what some of these features even are to begin with. And uh, we're going to go through the major ones because there's a lot of obscure ones where I just... I yeah. I honestly couldn't I've, tell you. I've seen the trailers for like ha- like for a lot of these movies. Like I go to the movies a lot, so yeah. So like I know what the hell they're advertising. We're is. keeping it. We're keeping it simple. We're keeping it direct. So uh, yeah, let's look at the summer and let's look at what summer box office is going to look like, or at least what we think it's going to look like. So the big man pajama. Uh, figure we can just cut to the chase. How much you think it's gonna do this weekend, and how much you think total? Avengers. Mm-hmm. Again, I. Do you think it, it's gonna do the three century mark? I put it at three hundred. Because, uh, like just, just right at three hundred, or or like three hundred one, three hundred two. Like, like, like a little bit of change after that. Like, okay. like three hundred one, three hundred two. Okay, because like I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's like right at three hundred, if it's if it's a number like three hundred and. 4,000, you know that Disney took some dough from another movie yeah. just to make it so. I know, I know. But, but, anywho, anywho, like, some of my numbers, like, some of my numbers are, like, a little bit more rounded, so, uh, so, like, if it's, like, like, I know, like, the actual total is, like, 66, and it's, like, you know, 66, 63, you know, like, all these odd numbers, I, I didn't want to be bothered with that, so, okay. like I said, it, it has the potential to cross the, three, the 300 mark. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of where it's going to stop. Um, if it's going to stop anywhere, it probably won't go beyond 310. 310. Wow. Okay. And just to put in perspective, the opening weekend record belongs to its predecessor, Avengers Infinity War, at 258. So my theory, I think it is just going to miss it. I think it's going to miss it. Even as much as they push, there's only so much you can be able to push it, I feel. Even with everything they're doing, you're talking about, like... There's there's like a ton of theaters that are, like, dedicating, like, screens, like, to play this movie back to back. I absolutely... Just to to pop those numbers. I absolutely get that, but I'm going to be the contrarian here, and I'm going to say 200... In 87, which still getting 300. No, I'm sorry. Still getting almost 30 million more on top of your record breaking gross. Like just to account for like how many that's like a couple extra million people, period, that you were able to get in just for this guy, which, hey, I might have egg on my face awake for now, but I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to say 287. And Reg, are you are you going risky with 310? Um, are you going with uh, like, 300? Uh, I'm just going with 300. So it's like 301, 302. All right, All right cool. Now, Anytime. how much do you think it's going to finish out with? I'm looking at between 710 and 720. You know, that's kind of... Domestic. That's hilarious. Um, my total is actually 720. So you think it's going to be more front loaded? You don't think that there's going to be like a heap of people that are just waiting until next weekend? Like it's it, this is like a front loaded movie. Okay. You're looking at four like at least you're looking at at least four weekends, and right. the one that's the one that's going to do it in is most likely Detective Pikachu. 
True, true. So, so that's what happened. Like uh, Avengers Infinity War had three solid weekends and then mm-hmm. Deadpool 2 came in. Right, right. So, huh, funny, uh, Ryan Reynolds again. So, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of came to the same conclusion as well where it's like, it's it's definitely going to be front-loaded. Um, it's still going to be the highest grossing of that universe, even when you account for inflation. And that just seems like an appropriate spot to leave off with it, you know. Um, if it, the reviews though seem to be on the pretty strong side. So the big, the, the big thing will be the second weekend. If it actually has like a really good second weekend drop, like something like 55, 58% at the most, I would say it would be flirting with 800. It would definitely just like sheer number amount. It's Mm. definitely flirting with that. So, all right then. Uh, both of us are at 720, even with, uh, uh, pretty substantially different openings. So moving on, um, I mean, the following weekend we have fucking movies like ugly dolls and stuff yeah. like that. Um, uh, my, uh, my fiance thinks they're cute and they're cute. It's just, it's. They're not yeah. trolls. Yeah, like, it, like the way how they campaign it, the way how it looks, it's pretty much a knockoff on trolls because you're talking about like a property of like you know set of dolls and like and you look at the voice and when you look at the voice casting, mm-hmm. it's like the who's who of pop music, kind of like what they did with trolls. Mm-hmm. Like Justin Timberlake is your lead, Anna Kendrick. Then they have like you know, but the big the thing ones. and it's our friends STX releasing it. Um, it, it's just that Trolls was done by DreamWorks Animation, yeah. which regardless of what you think about the current state of their company, um, is definitely a better pedigree of what they're bringing into it as opposed to something like STX. Like, I, but, I just don't know how much. Like um, a lot of these, like a lot of these movies, it's kind of, like, I, I feel that like a lot of these budgets are similar to the nut job. Like, like the, those type, like nut job, number the north, north where all these, like all these small independent companies are just like mm-hmm. just hiring or farming out a lot of these uh, uh, jobs to like these uh, foreign studios. So like either South Korea or or uh, India, Canada, like whoever, like whoever's available, right, will take on that project. They're just really hoping for that carryover one. It's like if a family brings their kids a three, and it's like. I don't want to be in the front fucking row. It's like, no, honey, we're not staying put. The kids are going to get agitated. And it's like, okay, fine. And then they're like, fine, we'll go during the weekday or something. And then they go they go back to the box office. They go to the office. And it's like, can we just see, since we're here, can we just like trade these tickets in for like under dolls and everything? And they're like, uh, sure, here you nah, go. It's, it's, like I said, it's second week of Avengers. Like, they pretty much are going to demolish. Like, it's going to be number one second weekend. It's just that where did all these films fall? Like, for Ugly Dolls, they have it at 14 million. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, it's right before, it's like, it's the week before Detective Pikachu. I'm going to say, yeah, then it's going to drop. Like, it's it's going to open, like, it's going to open to like 13, 14, maybe, and then lose like, like 50, 60% of its Yeah, like, half, I mean, like, again, like, more. Of families, I'm saying it's losing more. If, like, if families are going to take the kids to watch it, they're going to wait to Detective Pikachu. Yeah, like if there's only so many movies you can watch. Yeah, um, right. and then I had the Intruders, which is uh, 
disquiet hunting down black people in the house that he sold it's, to. It's a it's a Screen Gems thriller. Yeah. Screen Gems has done this for eternity. You know, yeah, they're that? always they're always gonna get that specific audience. You know, it's either horror or black film, and, or uh, both. Yeah, but uh, but this time, like for this uh, thriller, I'd be looking at like a loss. You like, don't think that it's gonna do ten million? Yeah, I'm gonna go with ten. I'll go with ten. Uh, long shot, uh, like long shot is. Well, I could surprise. Um, no, it's it's directed by the same guy who did like twice uh, the night before. I mean, um, twice the night with uh, uh, and fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of his movies are like a lot of his movies are like indie comedies, and usually, usually they do okay at eight, you know, seven to eight point five million, and then you should cap off at like thirty five forty. Yeah, but uh, like the, the only films, thing is that the majority of the films like cap is off at forty million. The only thing that's helping it out is that it's uh, social media seems to it. It seems like it's at least like people know that it's coming out, and I know that sounds like a superficial, basic thing, but it's it's but. it's something to where just if like if people don't want to deal with crowds, and it's like why don't we just see this. Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, Flick. Um, I kind of remember 50-50 and liking it, you know. Yeah. And just getting away from the crowds. That's the only hope that these May 3rd movies have, getting away from the crowd. See, if if anything, if the surprise is going to come in, it's going to be the intruders. I'd be surprised if it it pops up to 20 million. Because it's a PG-13 movie compared to um, to Long Shots R, and it's a dramatic comedy. Right, right. All right, then moving on. Uh, next weekend, probably the next number one of the bunch, we got Detective Pikachu. Reg, what numbers you got? Uh, Detective Pikachu, I was looking at it like at a cool 100 to 203 million. Okay. I'm going at 95. I'm going at 95. Uh, my reasoning is that I think th- there's still going to be a little hesitation. But it's still gonna do gangbusters. Like I'm yeah. not saying like it, it may if like, it if it does like 120, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. Like domestic, I mean like domestic, it's gonna clip the 200 mark. Um Yeah, I have it at 225 passing over yeah, the, the two century mark. Yeah, but but with Detective Pikachu, like I'm going I'm just going with the logic of uh, of Deadpool and like being that it's been two weeks, it's like it's two weeks after Avengers. If you haven't seen it. You know, like it'll probably either either be uh, it'll either be number two if it's like if it's still cranking out high numbers. I'll be surprised if Avengers is still like at number one and it's still over. Detective Pikachu's best chance is this um, to be able to like completely blow uh, the doors open. Is that of course it's going to get family, of course it's going to get nostalgia, but it has to get people like. Like me and a bunch of other people where it's like, we're just more morbidly curious because it's like the movie might be bad. The movie yeah. might be bad. Like it could it could be like a, a complete, you know, like, yeah. oh, everything that could go wrong with a Pokemon movie. Yeah, it could, especially because like there's still some of the Pokemon look really adorable. Um, Some don't. 
again, but, it's like I'm still like I'm still going by like the cute factor and like plus it's a multi generation. It, it's thing. the thrill of finally getting a Pokemon movie. Like I got to be honest with you, I I honestly thought that we were maybe 10, 20 years off still from a Pokemon movie. I'm serious. Because like, it's like, I, I felt like Pokemon, I, I felt like Pokemon was, is one of those happen, concepts. Like it was either going to happen or never going to happen. Well, this is the smart way, this is the smart way to make it happen where it's like, okay, we're not sure how big of an audience we would have for mm-hmm. if we did it like the Johto Islands. Like if yeah. we actually follow like an Ash or a Red you know, with his yeah. starting Pokemon, he goes to the gym leaders, he faces the final four team rocket. Like, I'm pretty sure they were worried about making a movie like that. So them coming across the detective Pikachu concept is clever because it's almost like a way to gauge how audiences are with it. Because they've even said if this movie does well, they're immediately going with the actual like proper gem battle adaptation, you know, like, th- like they have that, right um mm. right in the uh shelf and everything so yeah. and yeah yeah so i'm thinking 95 and then i think it'll drop decently enough i think it'll be a little bit more front loaded because i think a bigger audience for it will be people like you and me mm-hmm. that grew up right when pokemon blew up yeah. and just want to see it just out of like Holy crap, it's a Pokemon movie. Yeah, I mean, like, again, we always had, we always had, like, Pokemon the first movie or Mewtwo Returns as actual title. Yeah. But, um, but, like, it's more generational thing because they're bringing in the, like, the recent generation. So, but it still seems pretty OG. It still seems pretty OG. But they still have enough so kids, so they can still get the kids in. And, and, like, what's, Advantage to Nintendo is there's uh, like you got you got Pokemon Go mm-hmm. like Pokemon Go is still you know doing its thing. You have Let's Go Eevee, uh, Eevee and Pikachu that's already on Switch, and they have uh, they announced the new generation of Pokemon Sword Shield, and and like again like this like again this is like the perfect opportunity like the you know like to promote this it, property. it's coming out at a time when the pokemon brand is extremely healthy yeah. extremely healthy to where like they can adapt it this way like i almost feel like the circumstances to where they would adapt it to an actual like judo island gym leader what mm-hmm. have you kind of storyline is if they needed to revive the property but pokemon doesn't need revival it's arguably stronger than it's ever been not yeah. like lunatic crazy like it was yeah. right when it came out, but a- actual like pound for pound recognizable franchise. It's 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 at the top. It's but at the top. The problem is is uh, like to- uh, like it's just tone because uh, because you know you could try to get somebody like with Detective Pikachu. It's a little more like I want to say it's a little more grounded. It's not like hyper crazy like Speed Racer. Because, um, like, if I was going to, like, again, if if I was going to do a Pokemon movie, it would go, like, I would just go nuts with, like, you know, uh, let's, like, kind of like Scott Pilgrim. And, yeah. like, and, like, make it, and, like, just, like, make it very vibrant. And, super, and so you would go super anime with it. Yes, just super anime with it. Well, and to to be fair to the Pokemon franchise, Pokemon is one of those where it's like, sure, it has the anime, but it's not defined by the yeah. anime. It's defined by the video games which have their own tone which have their own setting but 
the fact that it's as versatile as it is, you know, mm-hmm. like again, just to reiterate, I have it at 95, 97, mm-hmm. 97. And you know what? I'm going to boost up my total a little bit to 240. Okay. All right. So moving on, um, uh, I know we got, the, I know we got this, another one. So we'll, we'll go through those really quick. I mean, like, here, like that weekend, uh, that weekend, you're looking at two comedies that that's uh, that's catered towards uh, catered towards women, and also some other days. Which Mother's I think, which I think is going to clip the both of them. Like uh, we got the hustle, which is basically a indirect, direct. It's a remake of Dirty, Dirty Ryan Scoundrels. Yeah, because like they're still. It's 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 it's, it's a remake of Dirty Ryan Scoundrels, but. They do like it's for my friends. Also, a correction to last week the whole thing that they're doing now, Reggie Annapurna. Uh, we talked about it in the last mm-hmm. episode. What it is is that MGM has joined forces to revive United Artists releasing. Yeah. So, basically, any new MGM and Annapurna one is now released under the United Artists releasing. Okay. So, this one, which would and definitely it was, be... It was, it, was a, it was an MGM release. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, it was distinctively one of their, like, MGM, you know, yeah. uh, classics and everything. So, yeah. Uh, United Artists releasing. I saw it in... Uh, technically, the first one was the Missing Link. So, the first return yeah. United Artists releasing is Missing Link. Go yeah. figure. Um, yeah. I just uh, think it'll clip. It'll clip I, each other. I put it at 20 million. Like, for hustle, yeah, nah, it's, it's, nah. It's, it's it's again you got Anne Hathaway and you also have uh, who my fiance hates inexplicably. And uh, I forgot what's her name. Uh, like, sorry, it's Fat Amy from uh, from Rebel Wilson. Uh, thank you, Rebel <laughs> Wilson. I didn't want to say Fat Amy, but that's like she will always be known as that damn character. But Rebel Wilson. But, okay, so what Rebel Wilson and. Yes. And like with the, a lot of these comedies, it, it like if they keep up the com- I mean, like the way how they advertise it, and it would probably do half what Ocean's Eight did, because it's like a high spell, like high spell with women. And I think, uh, like I think, you know, for counter programming, it will do much better than Pops. I just think that it's it, this is my quick theory, and then yeah. we'll move on just because we have more mm-hmm. interesting flicks, but. Um, the hustle and palms, I think, are gonna split the audiences because I think that the kind of person that would just see the hustle just as the hustle mm-hmm. are probably gonna go to it. But the people that would like kind of get that it's a dirty Ron Scoundrels remake and be like, oh, it's with that Anne Hathaway gal and that mm-hmm. uh Rebel Wilson gal. Okay, she's the John Candy, and okay, cool. Um, they're not going to go see the hustle. They're going to see palms no, because, like, I, I look. I sat in a theater where people were laughing at the goddamn jokes in that movie. Like, like I said, there is an audience. I, like, what I'm saying is, the audience. I'm just worried that because you're releasing it the same weekend, you're gonna there, there's but, gonna be some people that would rather see Diane Keaton and Pam Greer. They would rather see the, their familiar gals the, like, than. Go to hustle again, like you're talking about Diane Keaton and Pam Grimm. Like that, that's going to skew way older. The kind of people that probably saw Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in theaters. No, again, like again, you're, you're and they, 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 they're not, they're not, they're not, they don't even care. Like that's the thing, they don't even care that 
that people call it out as a remake of Dirty Rotten Scandals. They, they see it as a vehicle with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. It's a heist, a comedy heist film. Yeah. So it's not even playing, that's what I'm saying. It's, they're not even playing up that it's a remake of an original movie. No, so, they really haven't, which, like, that's why I had to ask just to be like, it is. No, it is but, Dirty Rotten Scandals. Yeah. But again, but that's, that's what I'm saying. If only if you know the movie, but, Again, the people that are fans of Rebel Wilson and then Hathaway haven't seen it. So they're not, so they're going to see it. Right. Well, so that's so, what I'm saying. There's going to be more people seeing, seeing that movie over Palms. Well, shoot your numbers. What you got? So, like I said, like, it's probably going to do solid for counter program. It's going to do a solid 20, like, you know, 20, 21, 22 mil. And then it's going to finish off around that like 60. Hmm. Um, but for Palms, I say like nine, mm-hmm. nine million. But like, like again, it might be one of those movies that may stick around long enough to make up to forty, like five million, like Book Club from last year, which opened to thirteen million, but ended up finishing with sixty-eight million. So Palms might be a long horse. I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the hustle is gonna be. 14, 16 opening, and maybe 50 million total. And for Palms, I'm going to say maybe. Nah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to get double digits. Um, I'm going to say nine. Nine million. A little longer legs. A little longer legs. Probably 44 mil. When all is said and done, mm-hmm. you know, so it might actually end up closer to hustle, even with a lower opening. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just not really confident in these guys. Yeah. Anywho, next weekend, it's another triple header. Um, we got our boy uh, going against my other big boy, uh, Boban Mosjanovic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he's this gargantuan, weird Skeletor a uh, Serbian backs, uh, basketball player who currently plays for the Philadelphia Sixers. He he is this delightful guy. He's six foot four. He's just this weirdly proportioned Sasquatch skinny kind of dude, um, heart of gold. And yeah, he's one of the assassins going after John Wick. Mm. And John Wick chapter three, Parabellum. What do you got? 25, uh, 25 million finish on at 70. You think it's going to open lower than Chapter 2 by that much? Yeah, summer. Hmm. Why is that? I mean, I mean, like, look at how many movies there are still before. You still got Avengers going through its fourth week and, and Detective Pikachu going the second week. But John Wick Chapter 3 has that very specific but still very dense market of, yeah. of men who just want to see somebody shoot and kick the shit out of people where sure there's avengers but sometimes you just want something sometimes you just want to see john wick riding a horse with a katana fighting against some dudes on a motorcycle sometimes you just want to see that yeah i know but again like the last two movies opened up in february but there was like little little to no competition yeah which means it might just end up being more front-loaded though you know, people people are invested in it. Um, you know, John Wick, uh, John Wick came out of the blue, really won people over, yeah. and then the chapter two had a bigger opening, bigger gross. What I'm saying is, I got 
uh, chapter three at 33 million opening. So about the same opening as with me trying to defend John Wick Mm -hmm. uh, chapter three. I am saying that it's going to be a little less than chapter two because chapter two finished out with about 95 million. And I think just taking into account competition, you know, um, I see. Ooh, bless you. Yeah. I see it finishing with about 82, 82, which is still really great, which is still really great. Yeah. You know? And remember, too, um, this one has the benefit of IMAX, you know, so I know everybody does IMAX, but it is it is a little bit of zhuzh. A little bit of zhuzh, a little like, bit. Like you, you, you're going to convince me, like, oh, well, that's IMAX. It's a guacamole. I'm not saying it's like ordering a lobster on top of your steak dinner. You know, at this point, which is what yeah. IMAX used to be, but it's still like going to Chipotle and getting guacamole. It's like, you know, it's still adding that like maybe five, 10 percent difference, which might be able to make it match the opening of the original mm, one. Nah, like IMAX. I'm sorry. Large format doesn't pull in the numbers. That it's like doing You know what? Oh, you know what would though? D-Box. You I, can't you can't tell me that yeah, I like, actually saw the first John Wick in D-Box. Exactly. You can't tell you can't tell me there's like people like I would even want to see something like John Wick in like a D-Box thing. You can't say, tell me I, that I shit say, wouldn't be amazing it, in that kind I'm, of format. I'm sure it's gonna be amazing, but it's a gimmick that's super expensive. You're, and it's a gimmick that might just help it out. Like <clears throat> Might just there's, only so many, just dude, there's, only, there's only so many seats in D box, and it's thirty bucks a pop. Yeah, so the equivalent of three tickets, which in, in, in nationwide, just you got to think your small differences, Rich. You got to think your small differences. Just a little bit. So, <laughs> what's your total? What's your total? What's your total for it then? Oh no, I, I say we will finish off at seventy. Seventy. Okay. All right. Dude, it's like, dude, it's it's right before it's right before like like three weekends of hell. And there's some dudes that are just like, I just want to see. Yeah, but John this, Wick. This, people want to see his ship get blown up, but that doesn't mean. But that doesn't mean. John Wick is not a blow up kind of man. Okay, he so is he wants to shoot personal, people. Okay, so he's a personal man. He will judo trick a motherfucker three motherfucker that's 400 pounds and shoot them up the chest three times and then get a stab into the dude's neck he okay. it is an intimate experience okay so for this intimate experience it doesn't mean that's gonna be like it's gonna bring in a lot of box office numbers i'm sorry okay all right all right anyway um like, there's so- gonna be some losers and i'm thinking that john wick may take a hit just for just being moved just moving out of Moving into the summer. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I mean, like, how many movies? How many movies? Like, how many movies? Uh, like, movie franchises where they move like either the second one or the third movie out of the slot, like the where they move the like one of the installments into a different uh, slot, and it helps out sometimes. I mean, look at Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect kind of had the same rise when it when it opened up in the summer. But, that blew up, and then it moved to the holidays, and it blew up. I know that's a weird example to bring up, but it's not a common practice, and I am accounting that that is something to consider with it. But, um, but yeah, so I think it's going to do a little bit more than that. Okay. But moving on, we got two quick films that we could go through. We got A Dog's Journey, which is not a sequel to A Dog's Way Home. It's a sequel to A Dog's Purpose. A Dog's Purpose. 
And A Dog's Way Home has nothing to do with these two movies. This is the direct sequel to the Dennis Quaid one, where it's the dog that just keeps reincarnating itself. And the whole reason they greenlit this thing is because apparently it did phenomenally well internationally. It did just as much domestically here as it did in China. Like, I think it even made more money in China than it did domestically. And it did pretty damn great here domestically. So that's why we got... Again, a dog's journey. Again, it's like it, it'll make some some money, but I I wouldn't hold my breath like 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 popping up like you know like more than fifteen. I'm still looking at like really low like fifteen like fifteen million, twelve million. Man, I'm I'm it's going Detective Pikachu. I'm going to yeah. I'm going dark. I'm just moving on since I. No, no, no. Brightburn's not yet, but we're coming oh. up to that. We're coming up to that. Um, Dog's Journey, I don't fucking know. Nine million, maybe finishes out with 27. Residue, um, you know, residential gross, maybe where it's like, maybe they don't want to see fake animals. Maybe they want to just see a dog. Or maybe they go with grandma. No, I know exactly where a dog's journey money is coming from. It's going to be from the kids that go with their grandparents, but their grandparents are like too weirded out by the Pokemon in Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. So they're like, let's see that cute dog. Let's see that cute dog movie. Oh, Dennis Quaid's in it. Okay. So for those of you that, that, (laughs) so sorry if I'm going to like be a little more regional with uh, with, when I'm talking, describing LA. Look, there are certain movies that, that, that will play extremely well in some of the areas. But for example, I know exactly where to go to see The Intruders. Mm-hmm. Okay? But like movies like Adult's Purpose, that's at the Grove. Like, that, this is the only time when I see mm. The Grove. Like, The Grove had more theaters for Adult's Purpose. It did. Like, any, anything that involves a dog is over at The Grove. Yeah. Well, that's because, to put in perspective, people, uh, the Grove, which is the shopping center that's right at Mid-City, it's close to West Hollywood. Just to put it this way, these people care about, these people would rather build public parks for their dogs than kids. I think, like, it is literally that part of L.A. that you're, well, it's right on the edge. Like, it's almost like the dividing line, I'd say, between the side of L.A. that's stupidly rich but could give less of a shit about their kids than they do about their dogs. And then everybody else that just still still really loves dogs but aren't like sociopaths about it. No, it's like no people that carry dogs ex- accessories. Yeah. Well, that's technically all of L.A. <laughs> but that's uh, again. But again, that's like again, like if all the theaters I've been to, like every time when I see like a movie that involves a boy and his dog is always at the theater. Like, mm-hmm. like, like LA Live sometimes they'll have like one screen devoted to it. Like maybe one screen, but but if I want to see like a Bollywood import or like it's or like a lot of these Spanish imports, like I know, like again, like yeah. the, the theaters that I live close to yeah. will tend to get those. But what I'm talking about, Reg, is I'm talking about Middle America. I'm talking about the Midwest. I'm talking about you can't tell me that they're definite. I think the explicit market for this in other parts of the country are the grandparents that want to go see a movie with their kids, 
but they're too weirded out to see the weird Japanese animal movie, the Pokemon movie, the Pokemon, Pokemon. No, what's that? Pika, uh, Pika, Pikamon? No, no. Oh, look at this. It's a cute dog movie. Let's just, let's just see that. I don't yeah, know. A, a talking dog know. movie where you just hear thoughts. Like it doesn't even, like it doesn't even bother the movies. Midwestern grandparents, Reg. Do you seriously think that even if their kids were like, oh, I want to see Detective Pikachu, it's like, no, it's weird. No, we have to take them to see Avengers. It's like, here, we're going, come on, boy, we're going to see For Patrick. three hours? You yes. think their grandparents would take their kids yes. for three goddamn hours? It will shut them up for three hours. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's going to be too funny to see how kids handle uh, Endgame. But anywho, moving on, we also do have a... Young adult drama adaptation. The Sun is also a star. I don't know anything about these ones, but sometimes these just randomly come out of the blue and just end up making like 20, 25 million just like randomly. Nah, like I wouldn't even bother with the YA because like the one that people were talking about after it was like the it was a YA novel that's that was based off a Harry, uh, a Harry, uh, a One Direction, uh, fan fiction. So after after and it involves a, a lot of steamy sex scenes. The, the little bit of research that I did about after because I was so confused about what it actually was is that and that's all the trailers. So like they try to play it up. But like, Reg after after is going after that prepubescent. I guess you can call it like prepubescent after because it wasn't even R. I don't think. No, it was PG thirteen, but it was it was it was playing it was playing like. They advertise it as uh, Fifty Shades, like they uh, like the first trailer. Uh, like the first trailer was like you know it's a cute girl meets this bad boy. Yeah, uh, meets this bad boy in college, and uh, and they played uh, what was it? Uh, Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman. It it sounded generic right off the bat, and but but, but Rich, like, it's, yeah, the but, sun is also like, the sun it, is it's also to play up that steamy romance for tweens. The Sun is also a star, though, is based on a book. Um, it, it's one of those books that's like the fault in our stars or the book or the perks of being a wallflower. It's more in that genre where the sick some, kids. I don't think it's a sick kid thing, even. No, that sick kid thing, I think that five feet apart one just came yeah. out. You know, but I don't think this one's a sick kid one. I think it's just young adult drama thing, you know. Well, because it's because, forgettable then. But. They have built-in audiences <laughs> that can surprise you. So, for all I know... What type of audience? It's like, audience that read the book, maybe. Yes! Never doubt, never doubt. I've, again, like, like again, it's like, I was just curious about after, because I've seen so many trailers of it, I just want to see who on earth have seen it, <laughs> and, like, reviewed it, and, again, it's like, again, like, gathering from trailers, like, yeah, it's, you know, it wasn't my thing, but... I'm saying, I'm saying, just don't be surprised if you're just like, what the fuck, admit that much? Or it may not make anything at all, you know? Because, like, even the ones that are, like, actually really good, like that 17 one with uh, Hailey Staffield, you know, that actually got really great reviews. Yeah. Didn't do that great, but the reason why is it it came out in the middle of November, and it's like... It was an indie movie that was trying to go for the award season. Yes. it, It missed... It's thing. While here, it's actually Warner Brothers behind it, and they, uh, they, they, they want those kids. But <laughs> anywho, moving on. Um, that's where they have Pokemon. 
Yeah. Um, the big movie of May 24th is Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt coming from the newly acquired Fox. I'm fucking with everyone. This is one of the most bizarre things that I've ever witnessed. I, Ad Astra is still listed I, to come out that weekend. I, does, haven't, I haven't seen any trailer. It has no poster. It has no trailer. Um, Disney, when it was talking about the Disney Plus stuff, they didn't even they didn't even bring it up. They showed it on the little release schedule thing, but nobody knows anything about this damn movie. So, um, I it's, they're burying they're burying that movie. Oh, like, tax right I, off like nobody's business. Again, the Harry Fox's debts and like books. So, whatever property, like whatever movie that they saw uh, that was going to make the money, they'll like do the proper, like do the proper uh, PR for it. But yeah. like movie says, like. I don't know what to do with it. They'll just, fucking... they'll just, they'll just, you know, shovel it out. It just like start anew. Yeah, and also to get about. I guess it just continues the legacy of um, ambiguous sci-fi movie. And also, what's weird is that it would end up being the third astronaut movie directed by a prolific indie director. If it does actually end up coming out May twenty fourth, because you already have High Life, you already have. Um, the Natalie Portman one that's coming out. So it would actually be the odd man out as far as like indie directors hopping into a again like <laughs> sci-fi genre. It sounded like it sounded like probably one of those movies that sounded good on paper, but yeah, because like James Gray, James Gray, uh, James Gray was the director of the Lost City of a Lost City of Z, The Immigrant, Two Lovers, We Own the Night. Oh, um, that's that's because yeah, that's because. Both him and, and Brad Pitt are good friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. But anywho, moving on to yeah, actual... That, that's... I mean, like... It's actual of, movies that actually exist. <laughs> man, I don't know why you even include that movie in there. It's like... Because like, they haven't said shit it's about not. Pops. It's like, at least people have heard of the goddamn movie. I just needed to bring up this weird phenomenon that there's literally a supposedly big-budget <laughs> sci-fi film starring Brad Pitt that How much is... How big-budgets? It's like... It's Brad Pitt. I'm sure it's some money. Like, like Brad Pitt. Like, like Brad Pitt will take a hit because as long as he gets producing credit, he gets double the check. Yeah. Well, I, not dissing him though. Plan B. I actually really admire Plan like, B. I mean, like um, again, they, they, like again, they do produce good movies. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like it might be a starring vehicle for him where he's just a producer, and probably he, you know, like again, it's like well, since I'm acting and producing it. I get, you know, like he like pretty much made up his salary from those yeah. from the two roles. I just I just had to call it out. I just had to call it out. Um, so we have Aladdin mm-hmm. and Brightburn. Yeah. So Aladdin, um, we it, me and Reg have gone back forth a little bit about this one, but uh, Reg, how much you're settled on with the weekend? Remember, it is Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I am. I'm still looking at 75, 80 million just for the weekend. Okay. Um, I don't see it going above 100, like nowhere above 100 for Memorial Day for the four day weekend. Yeah, for the four day weekend. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even in, like even then, it, it, like it may be it may be low too. Like maybe like ninety like like ninety ninety five. So what do you have for the toll? Total is like it's probably gonna be a write-off, like a, either 185. So you think it'll match its budget, basically? Yeah. 
Right. Which means if it makes good international money, which I do think it will compensate for. I think it will compensate with a good international market because like it's bright and it's colorful, um, might play well in different markets, um, or at least they better be doing that. You know, I I have no idea because again, I think it'll like, do. You're, you're I think it'll compensate only, again, a lot of international. Your only star is Will Smith, and I mean, like it's hit or miss. And like of all the movies that that came out around that weekend, none of them hit above a century mark, except for uh, um, Jesus, uh, Apocalypse. No, no, I think Fast Five did. This, I think six is the sixth one. I think. Because like, yeah, even, like yeah. all the other Disney, like like Disney has a slot too, and like you know through the Looking Glass, it only it only capped off at like eighty. Well, actually, like, that that is the thing to keep in mind is and, that like, the Memorial, Pirates movies, like Memorial it, it Day, Memorial Day has actually had a little bit of bad luck for Disney in the past. Uh, like as Richie brought up, through the Looking Glass didn't do great. Uh, Prince, of per- Prince of Persia. Well, Pirates was the last one that actually did good over that weekend. Dude, and it, it was it was still like the last Pirates movie. It's like they didn't even break a hundred. Oh, that. Oh, that Pirates one. Technically, that came out the weekend before. I think. No, it like came May, out that, that May seventeenth. No, it came out that weekend. Hmm. Let me see. But uh, anywho, so well, 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 the to- so the total you have at one eighty five. Mm-hmm. I have it at two ten. I have it at two ten. It's like it's gonna have to. Bet has some strong legs. Like like the only way it can break the two the two century mark is if if it's really yeah. good. Like it like has really good like word of mouth. Because yeah. Because if it's if it's just like meh, like again it's going it's just going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. Just uh, we'll have to see this one. I mean, we really can't underestimate uh, the buzz that it initially had. It's a good sign that it seems like it's turned around to where like people were like, what the fuck is this thing? To like, oh, okay, I'm intrigued now. Um, it's, it's not the best thing, but I'm saying that like the, the it's, it's just about moved past the memes. You know, you notice that they barely show him in his blue genie form in the ads. So they're yeah. just trying to like... Be like, no, no, no. He doesn't look like that the whole movie. He doesn't look like that the whole movie. Again. <laughs> again, I mean, at this point, at this point, like, I know they're not trying to do shot for shot remake of Aladdin. But, uh-huh. but it's like, I've seen the movie before. So Have you seen the musical? I have not seen the musical. Okay. The musical's good. The musical's good. And it seems like it's barring elements from that. And, like, that's why I wasn't so deterred by how Will Smith looks when he's human. Because it's basically the same costume. But I'm also the person that says that the person who did the role on Broadway would probably be the best person for the role. Especially because he can actually sing. So, because they're still doing all the songs. And if the songs are good, that's... Uh, Disney yeah. is going to push those sing-alongs. They're going to try to get. They're going to squeeze try to push, as much as they can right. before Lion King comes out. Again, it's like you have to blow me away, like with like these renditions of the songs, because again, like the Jungle Book didn't bother with it, and like even with Christopher Walken's uh, "I Want to Be Like You," I was just like, I was just charmed by how 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 weird it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, it's just Christopher Walken like yeah. 
He's performing so, in his own like weird way. So my numbers, I got at 87 million. Um, I do have it right at 102 for the four day. Mm-hmm. I think Disney's going to do a little magic just, <laughs> just so it can be like hundred million dollar weekend over four days kind of deal. And, um, then I think it will finish out with 210, maybe 220, depending. Okay. So, um, the quick thing that we could talk about is Bright Burn, just really super fast. That trailer is super effective. Like it, it, it really, really leaves the impression where it's like, Oh, it, it, it sells the concept. It makes it seem genuinely like, okay, terrifying. It is an R movie, so like even like the little squeamishness that we've gotten from the trailer, I'm yeah. pretty sure no one it's the gun family. Oh, they're gonna, yeah, they're but a lot of but yeah, a lot of the films like they they usually open up around like 10, 10, 13, like kind of like the Belko experiment. Yeah, and they usually do like like or, 25, 25, 30 million at best. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be like how Upgrade was, where it's like Upgrade was given that. Um, same kind of like again, late upgrade, May race day. Again, the upgrade had had Jason Plum behind it, and the in the trailers again, like the trailers like made that shit look fun. True, but it, it, it's the concept. It it had the high concept, um, but since it was more of a smaller flick, it opened to what it did. And I'm gonna say for Brightburn, I would. Love it if it does break out, but I'm gonna go with maybe 13. And I don't think it's gonna have the best legs just because, like, knowing James Gunn, knowing his brothers, mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be an element about the movie where it's like, even if it doesn't make it a bad film, is it, it's gonna be one of those films where it gets like a cinema score of like B minus, where it's like at the end of it, they're like, what? That's how it ended? What? That doesn't make sense. And it's like, even if it's like a, a good flick, it's like mm-hmm. you you know that they're probably like, oh, so it didn't end in like the most obvious way that you wanted it to. Okay. And you're yeah. going to knock it off a whole letter grade and just like be like, eh, it was me. And it's like, I think that I think that's the thing that's going to hurt it. Like yeah. if I if I'm putting like my if if you did yeah. like a yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, like I, like I said it like it, it like again like the with the promotional material like the promotional tip for Brad Bird was like it was super it was really serious with this premise which mm-hmm. is like really cool but but again it's like if you really want to see a deconstruction of a superhero movie then yeah you would go see it but if you uh, but like I like. Uh, I think With some upgrade. people some people might just want to see it because it just genuinely is like, whew. Yeah. Like, gives you the heebie-jeebies yeah, because but, the kid seems fucking terrifying. Yeah, but I mean, but we, again, compared to the trailer of Upgrade, where it's like, it was just like straight up, you know, like, schlock. Mm-hmm. But it was just a lot of fun watching, you know, like, watching this, like, the scene play out. Especially yeah. when you actually go see the movie. Right, right. All right, then. So, um... Just moving on for that weekend, Memorial Weekend. Hope everybody makes a better, better movie, by the way. Hmm? Uh, upgrade. Oh, it, it wasn't good? No, no, no. Upgrade's really good. I'm ah, just saying. Damn it, I've been meaning to see it. No, I'm just saying, yeah, it's way better than Venom. 
Venom gonna be Venom. Does it have does it have an amazingly era out of place song by Eminem? No, no. it doesn't. So therefore, it, it can't be Reg. It can't be. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Wait, so Venom. What, what rapper would have been appropriate for Upgrade? I haven't seen the movie, but but which one would have been appropriate? Think early two thousands. Oh my god. Ooh, no. Upgrade rapper wouldn't work. It has to be like a grunge butt band or something like that. I'm talking like they have to bring back like Papa Roach or something like that. Mm. Ooh, or disturbed. Oh, Reg. Yeah. Reg, you know it would be fucking disturbed yeah, I mean, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would agree with disturbed. Oh man. God, I was looking at the roster for like, you know, Van's Warp Tour finally ended. And the funniest thing is that when I looked at the roster, it's the same dudes. It's still the same dudes. It was still God, Godsmack. It was still Tool. It was still Papa Roach. It was still Disturbed. Um, oh, God. What are what are some of the other? I don't know if these guys were like in your wheelhouse or anything, but. Again, I. Um... Nah, it was. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up in San Antonio, and San Antonio is the kind of city where um, th- there's a reason why they still come back to perform there because it's a metal city, it's yeah. a rock city, it it loves these guys that popped up in the '90s. Mm-hmm. It's just like my little brother still listens to like the same ones that you could listen to back in 2002 2008 which which is his prerogative it's just it's he was 13 when he was he 13 when he listened to it uh he was younger than me so 12 i listened to some of the same bands too but then yeah but then i got into like i blame like jimmy and not jimmy hendrix and i blame pink floyd and then something along the way happened to where like i really got into like um electronic music video games probably video games i'm gonna blame video games for that one okay and then i forgot the i forgot the weekend before after memorial i just went straight to uh dark phoenix and it's like oh wait there is the king of all monsters yes yes so we're going may 31st uh we got a triple header all very distinctive audiences for them uh we got godzilla king of the monsters now reg what do you got for that one Godzilla's going to open up big, 115 and 250 domestic. Okay. Uh, This is where we're going to splinter. Now, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm crazy looking forward to it. Um, The monsters look majestic. Mothra Mm -hmm. looks amazing. They have this incredible weight to it. You know, it it looks like Renaissance paintings. Like, Like the part of my brain that is just like, you know, just purely primordial and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, and a person who actually really appreciated the first Godzilla. Like, there's issues with the first Godzilla. Um, no. I mean, like again, my biggest issue is uh, it's always with the human characters. Yeah, uh, like like the children. I had the, I had the sim- I had the simplest fix for the first Godzilla, and I guess like spoilers for a five year old movie. Um, it actually literally came out the same weekend me and Reggie graduated from USC. Like literally the same weekend. I think I, I think I even saw it the evening of. So uh, May fourteenth. No, I, I yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact. May sixteenth. The, the, the family was there for the weekend, so yep. we did end up seeing it uh that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's how I remember it. And mm-hmm. I remember my family being like, Well, we finally well, at least he showed up sometimes. And it's like to me, I actually really appreciated that out of the movie. Like like he's not in it that much, but when he's in it, it's treated with like a great measure of respect. He has this incredible weight and power to him. Like it's that's, the first time. Dandy, but the human characters. Here's one if, simple if fix. One simple if fix. The human characters are not bored. Like if you don't have an interesting like plot or uh, or anything to do with the human characters, then wait for Godzilla to show up makes it extremely boring. One simple script fix. One simple script fix. Aaron Johnson's character should have been the one to die. Not Brian Cranston. Because if Brian Cranston stayed alive, and the way that they even marketed it was almost featuring him more as the lead. If you remember, where yeah. it's like, like the trailer has that like really emotional, powerful moment where it's like the facility and it's like you see the performance of the weight, yeah. and it's like Brian's giving it its all. And to me, the one simple fix narratively is that like keep the same ratio of how much Godzilla shows up. Like, shut up. Jaws shows up like six minutes in his damn movie, and and people love that. People love that. Oh, by the way, quick tangent. Um, yeah. Hollywood Forever ceremony is going to be showing Jaws June twenty second. Hmm. Um, so I want to go to that. That yeah. sounds great. I saw Alien. Oh, you went to oh, <sighs> Lucky Dog. Lucky Dog. Um, no, uh, I, I guess like it's all of our LA friends friends but i have family and everything but yeah hollywood forever cemetery does these really cool screenings where um you know you bring in your picnic you can bring in a blanket you bring in your seats you can bring in your food you can bring in uh byob and they project onto the wall um in the middle of the cemetery that has like you know all these different celebrities and mm-hmm. whatnot just like chilling out in their spirits and yeah they have all these really awesome screenings they have like little events if you have like bring it to kids or something like that. They'll even have like special guests or special um, or even like special editions of the respective thing. Like when I sent, went to see night of the living dead, it was the 40th anniversary. It was also only about two, three weeks after George Romero passed away, but Edgar Wright showed up and it was an actual 4k 35 millimeter transfer of the original one. So mm. As good as it could possibly look, but in the proper way. So, like, it still felt like that, but it looked amazing up there. Mm. The audience wasn't gross. You know, um, uh, my fiance hadn't seen the movie. So, the, well, actually, no, I think I kind of spoiled it because I was talking in reference to get up. But, anywho, moving on. I am so mad at you. Cinespia, uh, Cinespia, they're awesome. Um, they just, Rich, they just released their June. Uh, ones that they're screening. So, um, I'm surprised that the, uh, like they haven't go have done Alien yet. They did already. Okay. Yeah, they did. Because already. Uh, they it, did. It, like, they did last summer. Uh, no, last Halloween. No, well, I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, this is this is the movie's 40th anniversary. I know. I'm sure they're gonna do something. Yeah, they're gonna do something. Yeah, but uh, no, man, you gotta you gotta get up on those tickets because. Uh, Mm-hmm. They're flying in uh, the director of Amelie 
uh, from France to talk about Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah. But these are USC screenings. We're getting into two bullshitty cinephile um <laughs> you know, alumni stuff where it's like, oh, at our university, we have special French directors coming in to be able to talk about the features. Mm, look at us. Mm, yes. No, mm. no. We live in an amazing no. city. French. No, no, we don't even sound like that. It's like, oh my God, he's going to be in here. We're going to talk about the movie. Like, like, no, we're more nerdy than that. We're not uh. snobbish. Rich. Like, we're, we're a bunch of nerds that try to be stylish, but we still, but we still sound like a bunch of geeks. Rich, we're, just going to a USC film by default makes us the weenie the poo meme, where we have our normal one where it's like <laughs> watching a movie or, or visually acquiring a new cinema film. <laughs> Just like laid back in our excellence of comprehending the medium of visual storytelling. Mm. And in the perfect city, the city of lights, the streets of gold. Mm. Marvelous. <laughs> Again, like you can, you can pretend to be all pure and proper. It's just we're a bunch of nerds. Right. Well, going back to nerds, that's why I'm hyped up about Godzilla. But here's my lead up to it. Here's my breaker. Mm-hmm. I think because there's enough people that were, I don't know, had a negative reaction towards the first Godzilla. Because the first Godzilla actually has the biggest drop off from its weekend for a film that opened 90 million and above. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it had terrible legs just because of the initial reaction, and hopefully, people have kind of come around to like appreciate it a little bit I more. Mean, but again, they're doing the huge marketing push for it. And huge like, marketing push, but a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, he's only going to show up five minutes, anyways." Like again, that's again the same people that are making all these snarky comments. They're still going to going to pay for that ticket to see it because again. Like the, it is just, Ghidorah, just to see, it just is Rodan, it is Just Mothra. to see these, see like a, a an epic battle between these old kaiju, uh, like all, uh, these old kaiju creatures that you know. Well, they're iconic. Uh, they're they're iconic creatures. Yeah. You know, like Mothra has had its own series. The fact that the movie is even still trying to do like the telepathic children thing with you know Eleven from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You know, there it, it seems like they're definitely implying some type of like telepathic connection. So they're even like making a little so, reference to that with Mothra and like the two little uh, two little small immortal children. Yeah. You know, they're It'll still be, trying to do that. Interesting, uh, uh, because like, I wonder how many people are, like, are going to be jazzed when they eventually do a movie with King Kong versus Godzilla. Because I like again of all the Godzilla films I've seen, that was the only one I, uh, that I watched all the way through. Yeah, was yeah, King and Kong, uh, was the the most diverse movies. There's no way they can second guess it now. They're about to go into principal photography as we speak. Uh, but I'm actually lowballing Godzilla King of Monsters. I'm going with a $66 million opening and $154 million, uh, total. I think it'll do okay internationally. I just think here that there's enough people that are going to be, that weren't enthralled by the first movie enough to where, like, even with the addition of these, like, 
pretty iconic kaiju and everything. I think it's just, I don't know. Audiences are, audiences are weird where it's like, even if it's, it's clearly a much better flick and it's going to be good enough to where like uh, Dogerty actually does like, you know, Trick or Treat 2, which has mm-hmm. been promising for like a decade at this point. But yeah. Yeah. So, but moving on with the, so what total do you have for it then? Just to just embarrass me because I would love your numbers. I, was, I just don't think it's. I would say it was 115 and, two, and 250. Because again, it's been five. Again, it's the whole thing. It's been five years. Like, uh, like it's been five years since we've seen like a Godzilla movie. And again, like Kong, Kong and Skull Island. I enjoyed the movie. And, you know, it was like. Let's say God. Fun. Well, Godzilla is. The thing you got to account. In within those five years, we had uh, Godzilla reboot in Japan, Shin Godzilla, which. Um, but again, like, but like, anytime when you mention like all the other like the, like the total Godzilla, it's, it's like this is only like super fans are people well, that are fan of that. You know what? Too. You know what's funny though is that Toho has said that um, <coughs> they want to set up. Um, even though they already had a cinematic universe, mm-hmm. they are prepping up like a. Uh, basically a reboot of of their own where like mm. a new era of the toho uh godzilla kaiju movies are coming on their end so it's like it, it's kind of funny that we're going to see like a parallel between this monster verse uh warner brothers has designated it the monster verse and over in japan the original dudes toho original. toho is about to do that kaiju verse it was right there but just the stupid, ugh, the stupid thing about how these companies transfer rights and everything, where it's like, th- this is as quick as a, we're going to be and we'll move on mm-hmm. to the two next movies. But, okay, Legendary was behind Godzilla. And yeah. Legendary and Warner Brothers bought the rights to King Kong from Universal, which you have to think is a pretty huge deal considering how long King Kong has actually been with Universal. Like, Mm. they were with them back in the RKO days. Yeah. and But apparently it was some transference because Legendary signed a contract with Universal to develop properties for them. And in that switcheroo, Legendary brought Pacific Rim with them to Universal. So in the initial scenario that we had, we could have had Pacific Rim, Godzilla, and King Kong all under the same house. And I just I just kind of slump in my chair sometimes just thinking, man, what could have been? Man, yeah, what could have been? If only uh, people appreciated uh, Pacific Rim for what it is instead of uh, like bitching about it. Well, no, they did the second Pacific Rim and it was terrible. Again. I hated it. it. Again. It's like make it dirty, like no. Make sure it's broad daylight, no rain, and we need to see a lot of monsters. See, yeah, they did that, and it looked terrible. It looked, it looked like a like a bad video game scene because like none of the fights had any weight, none of it had any consideration. All the kaiju designs kind of sucked. Um, cause like they were all like the main generic and especially when like you look in the Pacific Rim, um, 
When you look at the Pacific Rim making of, mm. they made like Fichi Kaiju and you could just see like all the little sketches and notes that Guillermo made for like each one and just like the inherent like, you know, craft and love that he made into the world building and the new one just shot at all this shit. So yeah. it's it, so now Pacific Rim isn't even a property that's worth bringing back over to Warner Brothers for them to try to do something. But mm. yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm. So you're total for Godzilla. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm saying for Godzilla would be 250. 250. So you see it opening 115 and 250. Yeah. And I'm lowballing, even though people are probably going to like it more. I just think that y- you can't underestimate that kind of like negative reaction to it, to where like, yes, it is like kind of creatures, but I feel like the 30 million that would be missing. Like the equivalent because the first Godzilla mm-hmm. opened to 90 million. Um, 1995? I'm trying to remember. Um, that much of a loss, I think, is just the percentage of people that are like, like I remember when we went to see it. It's just like they seem like kind of indifferent to it just because he really wasn't there that much. And yes, the human element didn't help us much. But I'm like... Who gives a shit whenever Godzilla shows up? I love his thunder thighs. I love his like giant weight. I love the fact that like he had like little grumpy, mo- little you know grumpy what? moments when he fought yeah, and just like, the, it, God, in the way that the I movies. I can still say the same thing about Star Wars. In regards? Last Jedi. Oh. No, Last Jedi triggers everything else about it. While I think Godzilla just triggers the got all that Godzilla did Again, to trigger people I'm just, was I'm just saying as soon as they like show a new trailer, like you know, with the, you know, as soon as they show a new trailer and it looks badass, all the bad memories just wipes away. Oh, in that sense, well, uh, I mean, like look at like, look at the like the last Skywalker trailer. It's like no, like everyone's like every everyone will bring up the Last Jedi, but every time you play it, it will shuts up. It's like okay, we won't see it again. Well, except yeah, yeah, incel sociopaths will be the first to shut the fuck up. But I don't want to get into Star Wars yet. Okay, I, I'm, well, I'm well, focusing. What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is it's been five years. Like there was a lot of cool trailers and a lot of marketing push. I think people like are willing to go see a monster movie. But you just got to think about the cat, like the casual moviegoer that went to the first Godzilla. They're like, he didn't show up that much. And then them just being like, not really, not the first weekend, not the first weekend. What I'll say is that maybe if they hear good brothers about it. And then maybe it's able to be a little extending legs after I, the point. I'm just like, I'm just saying like. Like marketing again, it's like again, Warner Brothers needs like needs this film to do well. So it does. It does. It's going to do whatever it can to get to get these numbers. I would love it to do well. I'm just I witnessed it firsthand with casual moviegoers. I mean, I like look. I like that was my reaction to the movie too. It's just I'm just saying, saying that you know, you know. Like I'm willing to like like again, it's it's one of those things like, okay, I've seen what uh, see where you're going with this, I'm willing to give the movie a second chance. Yeah. Like that's like that's what I'm uh like that's what I'm saying. 
Right. Now, people are willing to give like are willing to give some of these some of these movies second chances if they look at you know if if they, if you sell them. But I think it's enough of a factor to where I don't think that it'll open as well as the first one. Because what you're proposing is that enough people, even more people will be hyped up than the first Godzilla to compensate for the loss of people that are that were like turned off by the first one. It's the only thing that I'm, I'm trying okay. to consider. Uh, well, again, you're also looking at Aladdin. Like Aladdin is going to be Aladdin's second weekend, and depending on how big the buzz is for that movie, mm-hmm. uh, like again, like I'm just saying that Aladdin is probably not going to do well. I think more people are going to go see Godzilla. We shall see. So moving on to the next two, um, we got Ma, uh, which is definitely going for that Get Out money, uh, starring Octavia <laughs> Spencer as. <laughs> the the what there's a specific I'm sure there's a it's, slang for that a kind black of woman, woman fucking with white kids <laughs> like that's that's basically that's that's basically it like, but like I'm talking like the kind of person that like that that older person right where they're they're like oh you could chill it at my home you know bring some cigarettes you can use my house as a party but then like yeah. they start becoming like really like it's taken that concept that i'm pretty sure every single one of us are pretty familiar with because there's always that one like mid 30 higher mid 30 mid 40s kind of person where it's like yeah it's cool yeah totally mm-hmm. chill out and then it's like they start becoming like too involved and then like you start questioning oh my god are they trying to do something so it's a it's a universal fear like it's but, actually <laughs> but again like again i don't like even with the premise it's like i have never encountered anything like that that's why i'm saying saying like it's the funniest shit i have ever seen when i was looking at the trailer oh man they they they're definitely like, don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. Yeah, you know what's nutty though That's... is that it comes from the director of the Help, uh, Tate Taylor. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. It's 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 like yeah, like I, I guess Octavia Spencer is doing more than give them shit pies. <laughs> it's just. Like that's oh my god! It's in the universe. It's gonna reveal that it's it's still the same character, and it's like I just go. It's like, you know how I've lived this long. I've been able to discover that by taking the blood of the youth, I could be able to extend my life forever. Nah. You don't think? It makes nah. sense. Reg, it makes sense within the context of the movie. Why would she keep inviting these like young white kids into her house? Because she wants their blood. She needs their blood to be able to continue her eternal youth. To confound society uh, and institutional bias. The way how the trailers play out, I think it's like a little more personal. Where, where it's like it's, it's a small town and like something happened, like something yeah. happened in the past, and she yeah. is taking her revenge. It's out. a it's a Jason Blum flick. It's a Jason Blum flick. So it's like again with Jason Blum, it's like it's a it's either hit or miss. But with Ma, like in the case of Ma. Like it's probably going to be on the lower end with fifteen million, and I. There's too many damn flicks, so I'm gonna go seventeen with it. I'm gonna go seventeen million. All right, I mean, like, like I said, like fifteen, like fifteen to seventeen. Yeah. Um. Probably finish out forty-four or something. I was thinking of seventy, like 
You think it's gonna gain legs like that? A horror movie? Uh, it, it, again, it, it ought to be good because, like, even like well-reviewed horror flicks will still yeah. like, you know, have like more normal legs. Like even something like um, it's interesting looking at the, the box office of Us, where mm-hmm. it's like even though um, Us was well received by some people, yeah. mixed, but still like an overall good flick. You know, still received well, freaking people out. You got the beams and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Enormous opening. Its legs have been pretty consistent with like more of a normal film that opens up that big. It, does, mm-hmm. it hasn't had like the word of mouth legs, mm-hmm. but it's still like made incredible amounts of money. You know, yeah. so I mean, like again, it's Jason again, it's Jason Blom and it's Octavia Spencer, like just doing crazy shit uh, like I'm, I'm just I, I think it might be one, like, one of those movies that somebody like as you've tried to tell me somebody is gonna take the bullet one of these guys has got uh, one of these guys is gonna get hurt by this hurt by I, this market but again like yeah like I again I like again at the time when I was coming up with these numbers I like I don't know so uh yeah, but I know like Ma is not gonna like Ma is gonna be really slow at the box office. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll it'll open like a normal horror flick, I think. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah, 17 mil 44 pull. Alright, so moving on. Um and just so that because I just realized we've only gone through the month of May. <laughs> so I think the um, the way that I think we'll format it, just so we can have more episodes for you lovely people to be able to hear about. And also so you can listen to us. Well, uh, I, I think I think we'll end it with uh, we'll end it with Rocket Man. We'll end it with uh, this marvelous month of May. And then um, we'll we'll come back a month later, completely embarrassed by our results. So, Rich, what do you got for Rocket Man? Well, for Rocket Man, I have it at 20, uh, 20 million and like eighty. You think it's gonna open that low? That low? Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay I'm, I'm, you, got, you got two. Like, here's the thing: you got two blockbusters. You got Aladdin and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket Man, like again, like what's what's going to help? Like what's in Rocket Man's favor is is Elton John. So you're dealing with his catalog, uh, with this uh, with this uh, with this catalog, and and it's it's to me. It's my numbers. I think it's going to be the one that breaks out. Um, I got it at fifty two million dollar opening, and I actually have it ended up with. 177 million. So I actually, in this case, have it opening, finishing out with more than even Godzilla King of the Monsters. I. Rocket Man, Rocket Man is working. It's it's a musical biopic, but it's like the the things that's going against it. It's a musical biopic, which, like, again, it's either hit or miss with like certain audiences, and then you also deal with it's R rated. Uh, by a pick, and like a lot of these numbers, I'm driving it. Uh, that I'm getting it from is is the performance of uh, of Jersey Boys, and Jersey Boys opened up like I think with like I think with with one other movie, and it opened just, up like like 13 million. It's just Jersey Boys is a totally different kind of beast. It's a completely different kind of beast because Jersey Boys was basically a jukebox mus- musical, but done as a 
drama. There's a whole bunch of other factors that I felt that with Jersey Boy, while with something like Rocket Man, Rocket Man is, yes, it's a musical biopic. Yeah. Yes, it's R-rated. But you're talking about arguably the artist that is the most appropriate for like a big, colorful, cinematic interpretation. You know, it seems like the approach that they have seems a fuck ton less problematic mm-hmm. than the issues that Bohemian Rhapsody had. Yeah. And like, it's not skirting away from any of the details. But again, like when I was writing, like when I was writing, uh, when I was driving an Uber with, uh, uh, um, I was, I had a conversation with, uh, with the Uber driver. Talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, I so like like the movie was all right, you know. I'm like, it, like it was, some people you know, like it was fine. People but, fucking but, loved that fucking but, movie but, because listen, it was like going to a to concert. Me. It's like, but listen, like the thing that 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 caught uh, that caught my attention was it's like, yeah, I like the movie, and it, like they didn't go into like like when he, even when it was kissing the guy, it was just only a, like it was only a peck of the cheek, it was like it was nothing, you know, like nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. Fucking but, whatever. It's like if you're going to an Elton John movie and complaining about it being too gay, then that's again like people are not ready for that shit. They're they're good. They're just all right. Then shut up. Watch the Muppet Show one. Like all right, try to get people to watch Behind the Candelabra when there is a scene with Gordon Gecko fucking Jason Bourne. But that's but the whole point of that movie was about the relationship with the two and the fact that it was that kind of like explicitly, you know, master slave dominating kind of relationship. Like that was the whole point of that the That was narrative. the whole point, but that was the like, whole point but, of the but, narrative while Rocket Man isn't going to be just about the dudes that he fucked. It's going to be the life story about like one of the most recognizable extravagant visually, you know, recognizable artists of our of our lifetime, again, of the past like, century. But, I, but again, you're you're also you're also toting that line that's the LGBT film. Because it's Elton John. It's Elton John. Yeah. And again, like it's, You don't it's think that, that the LGBT community would be big enough to be able to show up just for Rocket Man. You don't think you don't think that's a pretty sizable audience that would go out to one of the biggest <laughs> I mean the bubble type of icons community are we talking about? The people that spoiling the movie because of who Elton John is or or are we talking about the community that's gonna have a little problem that Tej uh, Edgerton maybe uh like was probably uh, they did cast an actual gay uh Actor to play the role. You're gonna have more specific ones like that, but I think it'll, it's compensated. That's, uh, that's what I say. You, you, like you, you deal with you're like still, a lot of the, you're still you know, do that bullshit period to test. It's not dealing. It's not dealing though with the actual narrative. You know problems that something like Bohemian Rhapsody did, where it literally plays that fucking walk hard kind of trope of him discovering his you know sexuality and that's what turns him away from the band and it's it's him and they literally rewrite the story for him getting aids before even the aids concert and just just like shit like that and the fact that it helps that elton john's alive so elton can be the one where it's like oh yeah i love that choice also don't feel afraid to look away from anything just go ahead and do it just go ahead and do it i don't care 
drugs, everything, just do it. I mean, the fact that it's actually based on his biography, like yeah. that he wrote, so there's a sense of legitimacy to it. So yeah. you have the legitimacy, you have the fact that it's not scared of the material. Right. It has the endorsement of the living artists. It seems that it's clearly taken advantage of the but musical vibrant nature. All of this is going to amount to fifty million dollars to the box office. I absolutely do. I absolutely think that it's going to be a breakout hit because it is. Because what happens when you end up with a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, which issues aside, the fact that it did the numbers that it did is extraordinary. Eight hundred million. It's Queen. Like it's, dude. It's the music. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like, like that's what you're I'm all saying. right. You're damn right. It goes that's all what, down to the music and again, Elton John on stage reenactment reenactments of his costumes and the shit. Yeah, like that. But, you can't but tell saying, me the people that again, love the but man. Again, I'm thinking of his catalog of music. Like like I said, it's it's enough. It's enough to get get like good numbers at the box office. And probably even get like has enough to give it legs, but it's not Queen. Saturday, Crocodile Rock, Rocket it's Man. Not queen. I'm it's, still standing. It's not Queen. Come on, of course. I it's, mean, it's not Queen, but you're you can't tell me that like at least cinematically. What other artists would you say that would be as compelling to be able to work with in a visual medium like film? I would say David Bowie would be a really interesting visual thing. But, I would say like somebody. I mean, they already greenlit a David Bowie biopic, but visually, like if you had to say what musician to film would look the best, like we we just saw how Queen was done, yeah. and it did gangbusters number because for all intents and purposes. Like, yeah, they basically just replicated the concert, which I kind of have issues with. But, but it's not so much. The but people liked concert, it. It's they the liked music. it for that. Yeah. It's, I, but I mean, they didn't even like again, they didn't even they didn't even mention. The, I mean, like, again, it was even though it was part of the promotional material is the fact that they're selling Queen music. And I think you can. I'm not saying it's going to make as much. The The big Achilles heel is going to be international numbers. But I think it's going to do well enough here. And you know the UK is going to fucking love it. They knighted the fucking deal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's going to make... It's going to do wonderful the, in Europe and the UK. That's what I'm saying. Like, it might be... Like, it may be one of the movies that will have really strong legs. And, like... And depending on how... T- and how uh, uh, and how his performance because he is singing all those songs mm-hmm. like that may they may secure him a nomination for uh, for a slew of awards don't doubt that seasons. don't doubt that if it has some buzz don't doubt that and um ah shoot I just lost my train of thought the other thing is that do you think it has potential to be more of a slow burner because of that like if it opened at somewhere like mid thirties, but just got these awesome legs. Like, like Mamma Mia, like Mamma Mia numbers. At least, I can, at least I can, see, I can see Mamma Mia. Like, like I said, like I can see, like I can see, uh, like I can see Mamma Mia mm-hmm. numbers. But, but again, but again, we're talking about a movie that we haven't seen, mm-hmm. and you're also looking at, like, you're looking at two, like. 
I'm telling you, man. It's like you got Aladdin, Godzilla, Secret Life of Pets 2. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm just looking at Mamma Mia. And then Men you in know, Black. You know what movie came out the same weekend as Mamma Mia, the first one, right? No, I don't remember. It came out the same weekend as the fucking Dark Knight. <laughs> the same weekend as the Dark Knight. So never underestimate, never well, underestimate well, well, counter-programming. What was the, what was the uh, number? Well, what was the... Uh, Okay, but what was what was the uh, how much like what was the Dark Knight opening numbers and what was Mamma Mia's opening numbers? Dark Knight, Dark Knight had at the time, and Jesus, just just it, that's a good it, no 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 that's a good it, that's a good end note where it's like Reg, the Dark Knight opened up to a hundred and fifty eight million, and it's insane to think about that. Sorry, there's a dog in the distance. Um, it's it's insane to think about, Reg, that the first film we're talking about in this podcast, Avengers Endgame, is potentially going to do twice that amount. That's insane. Yeah. In the span of a decade. In the span of a decade. I remember when... God, it feels like so long ago where it's like... I remember Dark Knight getting that was extraordinary. I thought... I wouldn't see a film open to 200 million, which the Avengers, the first Avengers was able to do. And now we're about to potentially see a 300 opener and just, yeah, Dark Knight opening to 158. Um, then of course, Mamma Mia had 27.7 million, but it had legs. It had long, long well, legs. Well, that's because you had Step Brothers, X Files. Yeah, it's. Like there was shit play. Like, there was nothing going on. Uh, Step Brothers made a hundred million, and Pineapple Express S- did good. Step Brothers, Step Brothers made a hundred million. Yeah, Step Brothers took a hundred days to get a hundred million. It did get a hundred. Well, <laughs> Pineapple Express did about eighty-eight. No, what, what, uh, Mummy, what? Tomb of the Dragon Emperor did a hundred. No, as well. what, what I'm saying is. Is there was not enough big movies to push it out of the top five or the top ten? Yeah, like it's like 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 I said, when you're talking about like movies that they have strong legs, like for example, like when uh, Avatar, like okay, so for example, when Avatar came out, like it had it did game like it had it had like gangbuster numbers. That's holidays though. But Holiday even, numbers even, are a even, whole nother thing to consider. But like, look at how many weeks it stayed in the top ten. Like but in the, top five, like it was, it was going through February, but and but, that was right before Alice in Wonderland came out. You gotta think, you gotta think the rich, that that's not really the best com, uh, comparison, just because Christmas numbers is a whole nother thing. Like a, a more appropriate thing, I would say, is but, something but like is something like the, the Greatest like, Showman. Like, like, something like, something like the Greatest Showman opened to like a nine million dollar weekend. The thing that hurt it though is that Christmas Eve was at Saturday, so that of course hurt it. But that's something for a musical kind of thing where like, but that's rare. Something like The Greatest Showman being able to go from a 9.7 million. That's like 80, 1980s kind of runs. Like that's how movies used to run back in the day. Summer Legs. I would say a better example of Summer Legs is something like Baby Driver, where Baby Driver didn't actually open that big, but was able to get the continual numbers, the continual numbers, the continual numbers. And summer musicals, summer musicals have success stories. We have stuff like Hairspray. We have stuff like Mamma Mia. Just last year, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, 
opened to 34.9 and finished out with 120.6, which is okay. pretty damn decent. Pretty damn decent. Numbers. All right. So, like, again, I may be wrong. So, okay. Like, maybe at the end of the day, I am de- totally wrong about its domestic box, gro- uh, well, box office. Well, but... everybody needs their spoiler. My spoiler for the month of May is Rocketman. I think Rocketman is really going to blow it up. Um, I think it's going to have a strong opening. I think it's going to have good word of mouth, which means it's going to even carry that goodwill uh, throughout the summer, just because it is something where it's like, there's no other film that's going to be going after that same audience. And the moment that that type of audience knows that, oh, it's good, actually, they're going to go to it. They're going to keep going to it. And yeah, so... And so your breakout, just remind me again, which film do you think is like, um, you think Godzilla King of Monsters is because like at 115, you actually have it as the second biggest opener of the mount of the month uh, after Avengers Endgame. Hmm. Now, and the bomb and the bomb, I think. uh I mean, it's like a lot of small films are really... Yeah, that's the whole thing. There's not really going to be like a notorious bust in May. Because like all of them I think are going to do just decent decent enough. I mean, like the biggest... I mean, like, again, like my ups... I mean, like you talk about the biggest upset, it would be Aladdin. Like Aladdin, like not pulling in those numbers. Aladdin could be a lot of egg on the face of Disney. Like, um, I'm saying... 87 because I'm just trying to count for the fact that like I think the buzz has swinged. I think that th- there's enough there with the property itself with nostalgia and stuff like that. People yeah. love the songs. People love those songs. I know people they want to go just to hear it. It's not gonna pull in. Like again, like I w- you, I wouldn't be surprised if you want to know. Like if you really want to know, like what I have for Lion King, like. Like I was thinking, like as crazy as it sounds, I think Lion King is going to put in, is going to pull the two hundred million dollar opening. Ooh, it's going to open. We got a teaser. We got a teaser. It's going to open. Like again, like it, Beauty, it'll Beast, it'll be funny to go back to this once we hear them sing a little bit. Because Beauty, well, the thing is, Beauty and the Beast uh, opened up at a hundred and uh, at one hundred and seventy four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking that the Lion King, like if all the movies, the Lion King is going to pull Excuse those me. numbers. We shall see. We shall see. And this is a good reason why we probably should just like split them into months just because we can't, uh, go like this and everything. Because like, again, because like we have to listen to the damn thing sing. I, I, I if, if I'm able to hear, one moment of like can you feel the love tonight and i'm just like oh okay or i can't wait to be king that's the one you're the most worried about no, the I, one i'm most worried about is be prepared it's like be prepared better i mean like fucking great like it's like, like i said it's gonna be fine but like i said they're not gonna fuck up the lion king like aladdin like aladdin on the other hand i can see them like like missing their mark yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, like for God's sakes! I mean, there's like, a lot like, of damn like, movies here's, this month. Good here's, lord! Like here's <laughs> like here's like here's the thing about like Beauty and the Beast. It's like like they cast Emma Watson that you know like she tried her best with the songs, but you can tell that like the girl like is not the best singer in the world. They didn't like like you know when you got paid uh, like, you know 
I guess that's what I guess the actress who like actually uh, put in the performance. I guess that's why you got motherfucking Beyonce to be Nala. It's like I don't I don't think anybody's gonna be concerned about like I'm pretty sure she's gonna sing it okay. And Donald Glover, we haven't even heard Donald Glover as Simba yet. I mean, not one line. Like Simba, like adult Simba doesn't have any like. I mean, like the only the only song they're probably gonna do as they have two three new songs. So they have two or three new songs. Yes, they do. Uh, they aren't doing the extraordinarily creepy scar one, um, hmm. which one of the songs I haven't seen the I haven't seen the stage it's, music. It's though. it's a it's a fun last antidote. I believe the stage one does have it, but one of the songs um, that they did include was "My Have You Grown." It's a song where uh, Scar basically is like lustfully singing after Nala, and it's very creepy. It's like you know I, I can't imagine the moment that they were done writing it. I think the moment that they finished writing it, they were like, "This is way too fucking creepy. This is weird. Like, this come is on, weird. Like, this come is on. creepy, like, uncle weird. Like they're trying to rip off Hamlet, and and we already know uh, like what's going on in that story." Well, it's more like the hello little girl kind of like creepy, <laughs> you know, because it's like mm, I remember when you were eight, but you've become a fine life. Again, mm. again, it, it, that's more. Mm. To, like, I've seen that look. I've seen that down tilt look that you've given me. <laughs> that you're gonna give to my supposedly dead nephew, the, the one that turned. Um, it, it, the number two reason for people turning into a furry is like the <laughs> it's the fuck me look that Nala does. The number one is of course Lola. Uh, Lola yeah. Rabbit. I'm I'm pretty sure it. Yeah, it'd be Lola Rabbit. Then I'd say the um, Do Me Now look by Nala, mm-hmm. and then I'd say I would say I would say like people that grew up watching Robin Hood. Um. For women, I'd say just because like uh, handsome kind of guy and everything. But uh, ooh, ooh, I know the other one that's like a good. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> well, something had to inspire something. Yeah. Roxanne from a goofy movie. Yeah, I can see that. You can't tell me she was cute. Like yeah. obviously, it's a dog world, but like yeah, she's cute. So, yeah. So, Roxanne number three. <laughs> At least number three. So, yeah. Roxanne number three. Uh, Do Me Now Look by Nala, number two. And Lola Rabbit is... Thank you, Buzzfeed. No, number, number one. N- number one at the top. Just... We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a furry inspiration countdown oh, for one of Lord. these podcasts. Reg... We got to get that Patreon money. We just got to make sure that we get the furries that are like decent oh, people. They, they want to know like which, like which, uh, like not the Nazis. They get a rocks off. Not the not the Nazis. Not the Nazi furries or the anime avatar Twitter accounts that like fight for libertarianism and eugenics. Like we don't need your money. Get a real profile, you know. Like y'all are the assholes. I have to work. Fucking. Elon Musk has an anime avatar right now. Like what the like what Edward the, Elric! 
Like, From Full Metal Alchemist, this is Avatar right now. It's not even his face. He's an anime avatar. Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking know, Rich. Two days ago, I mean, like, I, I, I understand, you know, like two days ago, he announced that Tesla was doing a leaf blower. So I have no idea what that man is. <laughs> it's like, this, like, I mean, like, I understand, like, I understand, you know, like, if you have. Uh, like, uh, like if you know you're an anime fan, you want to express it even with the avatar and all that stuff. But, um, but like this whole phenomenon of like, like people like people uh, like just showing up in anime avatars talking about like some crazy conspiracy theories. Well, it's anime avatar profile pics, uh-huh. not necessarily people that cosplay. As anime characters, that's uh, a distinctive. Probably like, you know, like actually, like like cartoon characters, like 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 the like the uh, anime characters. There has just been a weird ass trend, and I think a big part of it is that there's a Venn diagram of culture between like you know your gamers rise up crowd, your uh, gamer gator crowd, your uh, your lolicon crowd. Uh, lolicon for people that don't know is like you notice how like yeah. there'll be the girl characters that look like children but there will always be an excuse i'm five thousand years old and it's like mm, you're just doing that just so we can like do fan service with a girl that's clearly designed to be a prepubescent mm-hmm. girl um yeah the the people that get riled up by the fact that like for the new playstation sony has said that they're going to be a little bit more um on top of like sexually explicit content and they're the first ones that like be like censorship, censorship. And it's like, it's because they're not able to get like their tentacle prepubescent girl games from overseas. So it's just, it, it's a weird intersection. It's a weird like trend on Twitter where the people that have the anime I mean, like, avatars, you have to double check I mean, just like, to make sure. God of War games. I mean, like, they're like, they're, they're, they're I mean, like, Kratos is fucking. Like you got the Witcher, you got Kratos. It's like like some of these triple A titles that that does that does have sexual explicit themes. Hell, GTA, you can go to a, a strip club. But you notice though that video game trends have kind of been stirring away from that. Like the whole thing with the most recent God of War was the fact that instead of just this like you know rah rah masking right, yeah. kind of thing, they're trying to like build this character. Or even in something like GTA Five, yeah, there's a strip club and debauchery and stuff like that. But it's not interwoven into it, and it and yeah. it's just it, it's, it's it's just like something for your character to do. It's it's not a selling feature and it seems like yeah. it's something where it's like to to me it's like the industry you know it, it's better to just have the option instead of just directly appealing to the people that are going to feel like if you try to have like realistically proportioned characters is censorship you know like in, in the fucking new Mortal Kombat game that just dropped yeah. like people were complaining about how Shiva actually looks like you know a giant actual like four-armed muscular woman mm-hmm. you know like actually has like a build and they're like fucking sjw's i wanted my weird 
proportioned like, skinny yeah, barbie doll cgi fucking looking shiva and it's like guys but it's we like, made fun of how fetish. Like, there's a fetish for that shit we made fun of shiva for looking like they literally took a barbie doll and just pasted arms underneath her and gave her like insanely two digged in cheekbones like mm. we made fun of that back in the day it's like and now she actually like looks like a counterpart to goro which is neat it's just eh, fucking that, that that's like, a that's a whole other thing. Again, it's like like I can see that them complaining about that, but then on top of that, uh, there's been some issues with that game, like doing microtransactions. Oh no, we're we're cutting off we're cutting off oh, microtransactions. Like, <laughs> like what? Like 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 does the game actually have like microtransactions or? Um, it can. It has some progression issues where it's like, because the cool thing, you could customize the characters now to yeah. look however you want. It's just actually unlock those. Lots of grinding. Lots of grinding. Or you could be able to pay for, I don't think they have like a K-Coins kind of thing, but they definitely have a market setup for it where it's like, mm-hmm. if you just want to buy the damn thing, you can. And it's just... Mm, we could again another podcast idea. So what what's all the podcast ideas that we have right now? We have a microtransactions video game podcast. We have a furry inspiration countdown podcast, and we will probably do a two parter for that second one. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. Um, but yeah. So. There's a lot of damn movies this month. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do a cool thing where it's like, I would actually like to do this for every month, but some months are just August. August looks pretty garbage. So we like, might try oh, to. This is garbage. And then like July, when you get to July, it's like everyone's like, again, like what's funny is you got yeah, 4th of July with Spider-Man, then the light, like 4th of July with uh, Spider-Man. Mid uh mid month with the Lion King and that's it. The, you know, like you got like a couple of uh movies sprinkled here and there. Yeah. And and like I think the week after it they have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but mm-hmm. still still it's like there's no competition at all. Yeah, yeah. So like, everything's all front loaded. Yeah, so just for May in particular and also because of course us talking about Avengers Endgame. We kind of had to go over this kind of stuff. So, yeah, should be a fun month. Uh, we'll try to recap this, see if I have egg on my face or if uh, Reggie has egg on his face. But, you know, this is this is a lot of movies to look forward to, to try to. Big giant helicopter coming through Staples Center. Welcome to L.A. Going back to being snubby about L.A are low flying helicopters because you got to remember that we live on fucking mountains. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. Uh, oh, no, like, it, it, like I live like close to USC. Like, no, those helicopters are loud as hell. Like, as they're running, uh, like running through. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. So, uh, cool signing off. Uh, we'll try to see you guys next week with obviously our impressions about, Avengers Endgame, I'm 100% sure that we're going to have a lot to talk about with that. So uh, this is Robert signing off. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bootleg. Uh, make sure to we're currently just in soundtrack. So just, uh, you know, give us a heart. Try to share us around. Uh, whatever you can do, we'd really appreciate it. Like and subscribe. 